Hey, everybody, and welcome to my show. I'm Tiffany C. Blackman, and welcome to my so-called fabulous. I am sometimes fabulous, and sometimes I'm just not too fabulous. But if you know me, I am a wife, mom, cookbook author. I love everything fashion, beauty, interiors, and I'm a foodie because I'm a chef. I mean, I'm a real chef. Believe it or not, I'm a real chef. But hence, my guest, my fabulous guest, my bestie, Sharice Henry. Yay! Hi, everybody. Sharice is in the house. Everyone. Oh, my goodness. I can't even tell you how excited I am for this. I'm so excited. You know what? Every time I go and see her, every single Monday night, I see my friend Sharice, <laughs> and I'll tell you where in a minute. I see her every Monday night, and I feel like we're on a podcast because what do we say every single time? This, this should be on a podcast. This pod- should be, be on a podcast. podcast. So, well, everyone, welcome to. <laughs> My so-called fabulous, where I am wanting you to meet my friend Sharice Henry. So Sharice and I have been friends for for a few years, but Sharice is the general manager. Okay, Fort Worth, you listening here? The general manager of Pacific Table in University Village. So yay! Yay! Oh my goodness, Hi, everyone! I know. Thank you, you Tiffy, for inviting me here. Oh today. my goodness, I could not have a better person on the show. But I just love you to pieces oh, and your family. So let me tell you a little bit about how we met. Okay. So let's rewind. Kelsey and Kennedy, our daughters, were juniors in high school. Now, they, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're junior, they were juniors in high school. And Greg and I were married. Greg's living in Fort Worth. I'm in Austin. We're, we're commuting, which yes. is a good thing, yes. by the way. <laughs> and um, we're always happy to see each other. So Greg and I were commuting, but he was always telling me he would go on Monday nights over to another restaurant. He said, you got to meet my girl, Sharice. Yes. Yeah. Well, something like that. He didn't remember my name, but (laughs) yes. Well, you know what I have? He would have to say, you have to meet my girl. Yeah. Well, then he's like, I got to remember her name. So she would come in. So I remember meeting. I'm going, I mean, seriously, for a long time, I was going, who is this girl? He's, I mean, he can go on and on the funny stories because she is absolutely hysterical. So, but she always ordered a martini with onions, onions, pickled cocktail onions. onions. So that was, he's like this chick. He's always, I'm like, who is this woman? So we go in, we're in one day. She comes running over, hugs Greg. And I'm still sitting here going, okay, who is this beautiful woman (laughs) all over my husband hugging him? So um, I met uh, Faggio Cerise and um, we had a very, a lot of things in common because she has been like myself, a single mom. Yes. We have Single girl daughters. Yes. Well, we're girl daughters. Yes. So our daughters, and um, they're the same age. Yes. So the struggles of of single mom. I mean, it's good and bad. Of yeah, course. absolutely. And then just blended marriages. Yes. You know, and tell me about so so. Kelsey's dad. I mean, okay, we're going to go back way back. We're both country girls. Country. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, we're not like going home there. Yeah, we're we're country girls. We're both from the Waco area. I'm from Wortham. Yes. She grew up in Bellmead. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm in serious, like 30 minutes away from me. Yeah. Did you go to Bellmead High School? I went to La Vega High School, La Vega. which is, yeah, La Vega. Waco, La Vega is what they yeah, call it, yeah. but it's not in Waco. It's in Bellmead. Right, right. Uh, yes, yeah, state champs last two years, not this year, but last two years. Well, hey, there La you Vega, go. Oh, go my Waco. goodness, go away. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to the games? I did not. <laughs> Sorry, I watched it on TV. That's right, yeah. right, right. So growing up, and, and then did what age were you when you when you married? Oh, yeah. Should we baby. go back that far? Yes, let's go back. So okay. I met my first husband at 15. We were high school sweethearts. Oh, that's so sweet. Until you're not married anymore. And then uh, we <laughs> yeah. married at 18. Mm-hmm. Moved to upstate. 18. 18. Is that not crazy? Yeah. Uh, moved to upstate New York. Lived there for four years. Kelsey was born there. He was in the military, right? He was in the military. In the military. Okay. Yes. Um, so fast forward... We divorced. I we Kelsey and I moved a couple other places. Moved to California. Came back home, um, and fast forward years later, and I met the fabulous Jay Henry. Mm, we love Jay. We love mm-hmm. her Jay. husband now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I spent. A, I grew up in Waco. Um, but I, I was. I went from childhood to adulthood in Waco. But I grew up in upstate New York, where I had I a baby. It. I love that. I love and what a you're military saying. Military husband. Yeah. 
Um, and so I was on my own, no family, nobody around. Um, my family would definitely come and visit, but it was just me and this little baby and I had to figure it out. Right. So you're right. I love that. I really do. I, um, we've had a guest on the show. You grow up. I mean, you, you grow up quickly. You have no choice. You don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So, so when you had Kelsey, how old were you? I was 19. Oh my goodness. But look at you now. I mean, her daughter, they look like twins. I mean, seriously, Kelsey, we love you. I know you're listening. (laughs) She is fabulous and she does work with her mom and I, I want to get to that. But, um, yes, we have a lot of similarities in her brother, Chris. We've talked about that as well. And you've met my dad last night. Oh my gosh. My My dad's in love with Sharice's whole family. (laughs) So, So she met my dad last night at Pacific Table. So let's talk about how in the world did you end up in the food and beverage industry because there's another similarity between the two of us. Yes. So I started um, in Bellmead, Texas as a skating car hop at Sonic. Okay. Did you roll the roller skates? Yes, ma'am. You better know it. I did the whole thing. Yeah. In my little cheerleading uniform and all. Uh Uh-oh. So it was great. Okay. Um, So that gave me the bug. Um, I got the bug right then, um, just kind of figuring out wow, you can make money this way. And it's what I'm already doing. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying people. I'm talking to people. I'm having a good time and I'm making money doing it. Mm -hmm. So that was my first, um, my first bite, I think. And then I decided I was going to go to school for computer information systems. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the tech bubble bursted and realized that there was no way I was going to be able to pay for tuition. Oh gosh get a job yeah, and provide for my child. So um, I went back into the restaurant industry and started waiting tables. So when you were in New York, were you in the industry at all? No, no. I stayed at home with my daughter for you stayed home. Okay. five years. Yeah. Okay. And was the, the, the relationship between you and Kelsey's dad, was it volatile? I mean, was it a bad breakup or was it just a breakup? No, it was, it was just growing apart. Right. We were so young, um, but we were still friends when mm-hmm. we divorced. And so it was just realizing that Nobody should get married at 18. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I married young. I I was um, out of college, but, you know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Who does? Like what I was looking for back then. I would, I'm just, I shake my head at the, and I've said this many times that that old Tiffy, I don't know about that girl. girl. I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just think about Kennedy or Kelsey being married <gasps> right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, can you? I mean, it's no, but you know, that's where they're smarter than we are because yeah. they would never fathom or even come close to thinking about the fact. No, not at all. So, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, so you came back home. You went to California. So then what did you do? It was waiting tables and... I was waiting tables, bartending, um, kind of just figuring it out. I actually never held a management position um, in a restaurant until I started working at Pacific Table. Really? Really. So that was your launch pad there, right? Ish. I had been in the restaurant industry for so long. Um, I'd been in in some really great restaurants, worked uh, under some really great people, been in some really great training programs. I was a corporate trainer for a lot of um, larger companies and restaurants that people would recognize um, and got a great foundation, actually. Right. And so... um, I was able to use that and kind of um, find your way. Roll it in, yeah. Roll it right into management. And fortunately, um, the guy I work for, Philippe Armenta, I'm sure a lot of you know that name. Um, he's the owner of Pacific Table. He uh, worked as a corporate executive chef for Hillstone Restaurant Group. Um, I worked as a corporate trainer for Hillstone Restaurant Group. So we met opening mm. a restaurant. That's how you did it. That's okay. how we met. Um, and he's so talented. He's so talented. His talent he's years such in. a great guy, mm-hmm. um, a great guy to work for. And I'm just blessed and grateful yeah. um, to work for someone like him. And he's given me the opportunity. I didn't have any management experience and a lot of restaurants won't give you that opportunity to kind of just, you know, run with it. Yeah. And he gives me a lot of freedom. Um with a guided hand mm-hmm. um, to allow me just to kind of do what I do. So tell me, okay, those of you that don't, don't know, this is this is where I am almost every Monday night. You're there almost every night, but but um, tell us about Pacific Table. So tell us the type of restaurant, the type of food. Um, tell us everything about that. So we are um, a Northwestern Pacific 
cuisine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we specialize in a lot of grilled fish, uh, not so much fried. We serve a lot of salmon, mm-hmm. a lot of different white fish. Uh, we also have a sushi bar and a raw oyster bar. Yeah, I know your favorite, <laughs> all of your favorites. She's made me try sushi, but it's just not working. Anyway, <laughs> I have my other favorites. They know when I walk in, what to get me. <laughs> we we know to give her something cooked. Um, so, so we, I mean, we just we have a little bit of everything for everybody. So if you're not a seafood lover, um, we actually have an amazing burger. And I know it sounds crazy, but we have fabulous. One of the best burgers in town. Mm -hmm. Um, Our salads are amazing. Oh gosh. Salads ridiculous. And we have a roasted chicken on the, on the menu. Mm -hmm. So we have a little bit of everything um, on the menu, something for everyone. Everyone. And you know what? Every time I walk in that restaurant, Juanita, Mm -hmm. I walk in and it's Monday nights because Juanita's this is bartends and um, she is precious. She's been in some really great restaurants around town as well. I think she was at Michael's at Mm -hmm. one point, but um, I walk in that restaurant and they have my puppy waiting on me. When I walk in, they just bring it in and it's my puppy. puppy. Everyone knows what's in my puppy. Yes. What is a puppy? Go ahead. Cause she knows (laughs) the recipe. A puppy is. Which I named it. it, Which Tiffy has named it. It's actually just vodka with grapefruit juice. (laughs) But Tiffy has named it a puppy because she likes it special. She likes her vodka chilled. Mm -hmm. Grey Goose. Yes. Straight up. Um, Really, it's like two parts grapefruit, one part vodka. So she... Just to keep me cool. Just to keep her cool. Yeah. Just so I don't stress out. Yeah. I right, yeah. start stressing about so, things. Yeah. No, no. So, okay. um, so they always have it. And then next comes our course. Greg, Greg has his usual as well. But the rock shrimp, the spicy rock shrimp. Okay, everyone. So she's going to tell us kind of what's in it. But I don't eat fish unless, okay, this is my country out coming out because I eat fried catfish. I do. It's disintegrated. So, mm-hmm. girl, you know you eat fried catfish. I love catfish. I'm not saying, <laughs> you know I'm from the country. Now, come on. Catfish. Love it. Hush I puppies. Love it. But the spicy rock shrimp is ridiculous. My dad went crazy over it last night. So I can just, I want to go get some after this. So what? <laughs> tell us what's in it, shrimp. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's lightly battered and fried rock shrimp. Um, we have a little secret to a what we, awesome. yeah. yeah, we, if we have a secret to what we um, batter it in, oh, which is what makes it light and crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just toss it in a little spicy mayo house made, of course. It is and ridiculous. And if you haven't been, go and get the spicy rock shrimp and every salad is great, of course. So tell us a bit about, more about Felipe. So what he's, where he's been, what he's done. And he's, so, he's mentored you, I'm sure. Absolutely. Right? I, he's taught me so much of what I know about um, managing restaurants and and actually, to be honest, dealing with people. Yes. Um, I don't think it was really a talent that I possessed before I had this job. I don't know about that. <laughs> you think? Um, I mean, it's I've definitely come a long way. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Okay, um, growth. Definitely growth. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... There's a major difference in um, being able to articulate things that people don't want to hear, mm-hmm. which is definitely a talent that I have acquired. Yes. Um, you can tell people no so many different ways, and you can also tell people no without saying no, yeah. and no one loves to hear no. I hate the word no. Right. Greg Most people no. do. I know. He, <laughs> he just says not right now. <laughs> He also has that talent. Yes, he does. (laughs) Very talented. I don't think I have that talent. I don't have that talent. No, no, no. no. Um, But yeah, he's, he has, he's taught me a lot um, just about the psychology of people. Wow. Um, And I think that people don't really think that the restaurant business is that intricate um, when it comes to psychology and and learning people and learning people's habits but that is really what restaurants are about mm-hmm. um and that's the difference between people who are good at what they do and people who are just working a job right and this is this is your passion it 
truly is my passion. It I've is your passion. I've been doing this for a long time. And you know, um, I was speaking, you were on vacation last week, but I was talking to one of our, one of your uh, customers that we're friends with. And she and I said the same thing about you, Sharice. You are such a heart of that restaurant. I mean, and I know Felipe, that's, I'm not saying that, but front of the house versus back of the house as well. Yeah. But he has a passion he's he's shared with you as well. But you, people go for you. The food is by far, the food is flawless in my opinion. Um, Thank you. Yes, but <laughs> you know what? You can sometimes have that because like we went somewhere Christmas night, just Greg and I in town and the bartender was a jerk. The food was not, I mean, everybody was angry and I get it, but I'm like, you chose to work. I mean, you get to work. That's what I always say. You get to work. You have the opportunity to work. And so it just put, I don't even care if, I mean, the food was not great and the the service was worse, but there's not that. I never see that. And let me tell you what, if everyone, everyone hear me, this woman hires the most beautiful men and women I don't know where you come from. Right? I do have a you do. Staff, I mean, don't I? I just told really good Johnny Depp was working there last night. He was, <laughs> oh, he's gonna die. I mean, he. I mean, the most beautiful, and they respect her. You can just tell. You demand respect, and you don't even. And I don't know. Maybe you're mean. I don't know. Are you uh, mean? Well, I don't think I'm. I don't think that people would say that I'm mean. I'm consistent, mm-hmm. and I have expectations, right? And I don't waver from those, and so. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what you're going to get. And um, just like you know what you're going to get when you walk in, when you walk in. And so consistency is key when you're talking about something that people are coming for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you go into Neiman Marcus for a shirt mm-hmm. you, that you stained, you expect to be able to go back and get the same shirt. Right. If you come into a restaurant and have an amazing meal, mm-hmm. you expect to go back Mm-hmm. And be able to have the same amazing meal. That is one thing that we pride ourselves on is consistency. And we are not perfect by any means. We mess up. Of course. We mess up. We and don't see it. We don't see it. <clears throat> it's not the fact that we mess up. It's how we recover from it. And I, I, I truly hope that, you know, this is one people. One thing that people I don't think kind of get about restaurants is we would much rather you stop us in the middle of your meal and tell me that everything is terrible and you're having a horrible experience and let me try to rectify it at that moment Mm -hmm. rather than you finish, pay for the food that you didn't enjoy and never come back. Right. Even worse, tell all your friends how terrible it was. Or review it. Or put it on Yelp or Facebook or, you know, or even just not say anything at all. Right. Because if... We are having a bad performance. I need to know so that I can correct it. Exactly. And without that information and without that knowledge, I can't do anything to change it. So um, there is such thing as constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Like we, I accept it. I, I'm i okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I use it as a teaching tool for right. myself and my staff. Mm-hmm. So do y'all have staff meetings? I mean, do you still we have, have a sh- We have a shift meeting. Every shift. Every shift. That is amazing. Every shift. That so, is so amazing. And your chefs that you have on board now, I mean, they've been there a while, right? Yes. Um, my kitchen managers are my saving grace. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Silvano and Leo. Thank you guys because you are the best. Um, and but I found my wallet one night when I <laughs> had to meet puppies. <laughs> yes, they're but, great. I mean, these guys are truly the heart and soul of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. They make everything move the way that it should. Right. Without them, I can't do, yeah. you know, what I do. I can't hang out with you and mm-hmm. get do to know who, yeah, yeah, get to know who you are right. and, and be able to chit chat and, um, you know, go over and talk to whoever else is in the restaurant. If I'm having to deal with issue after issue after issue. Mm-hmm. So those guys are truly my saving grace. They are the ones that make, you know, the clock right. tick. Right. And you are a unique, you guys are unique because you have two ma- family members that work for you. Your brother, Chris, is your bar manager, yes. which is unbelievable. And he's on vacation this week. He so we, we're missing Chris. But 
than your daughter, Kelsey. Yeah. And she has, she, I watch her float all around that restaurant because sometimes I go on Friday night by myself. So, um, <laughs> so um, you know, that's how, how difficult is it to have your family members? But I know you can't deal without Chris, but yeah. Um, it is not at all. That's so great. It's nice. I mean, we are, we're good together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're good. Good. We're, good. we're just good together. Um, my brother and I kind of balance each other. He has what I don't. I have what he doesn't. And it, we're just, we're kind of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is used to taking orders from me. So it's perfect. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it yeah. just works out. Only child. Great. So do, are you happy she's in the industry or do you, what's your feelings on that? Does she have a passion? Do you know yet? She doesn't have a passion yet. Okay. She has not figured out her passion. Okay. So, she's um, still 20, 21. She, yeah, she's, 21. she just turned 21. She doesn't have a passion yet, but while she's figuring it out, mm-hmm. you might as well make some money. Yes. She's doing well. Right. Yeah. She's doing all right. So um, I don't mind it. You know, I, her her father was very apprehensive about her getting into the restaurant industry because he thought she'd never get out. I'm, my, I'm, I'm not, not bad doing thing. too bad. Yeah, not a bad thing. <laughs> is he still in her life? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So um, Jay is not working there. No. I have to say, Jay is, I love Jay, her husband. And um, so Jay, we have uh, quite a few pregame parties, TCU, great feet. And Jay went to TCU and several mm-hmm. of his buddies, so they usually frequent our home. So Jay is brilliant. He's in the finance world and he didn't, okay, he did not play football at TCU. I'm going to say, I will not say who keeps saying this, but because he's a good looking, large, in shape black man doesn't mean he played football. He went to Neely School of Business. Yeah. (laughs) I went there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, and Jay, is he supportive of Kelsey being in the industry? Absolutely. He, I mean, anything that, Keeps him from paying everything. Yeah, he's Isn't that the super dream, supportive. Right? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I almost add on to do this. So, so a lot of people, you know, send in. So, so tell me what happens in the restaurant world. So, okay, so I go to open table. You know, because I never like to bother you. Right. I really don't like to bother you. I like then I'll just come in unannounced, and then I really, and I'm like, really, really girl, why didn't you just text really? me? Yeah. <laughs> so open table. So I've had um, followers ask these questions. So that is your reservation service, I would say, or app. yes, yes. So if if I can't get in open table, should you call the restaurant or show up? Not me, but just the average consumer. Yeah. Um, if you cannot get a reservation on open, open table, we do hold some tables you um, do. for walk-ins or call-in reservations. Okay. So there are some walk-in only tables. Um, a lot of the time those tables are on our climate control patio. Okay. But it is climate controlled. Yep. So it's heated. In the winter, it's, it's all good. Air conditioned in the summer, and it's <laughs> enclosed and right. it's covered. Right. Um, believe it or not, it's true. It is <laughs> it warm. Is, I've been out there many times when I didn't call it. <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely. So, and we have high top tables that are also available for walk in service mm-hmm. as well. Um, so we can usually accommodate. You know, even though there's not something on open table. So the sushi bar is there's a is there a separate sushi chef? No. No. So your kitchen handles everything. So yeah. they need so, to be trained in. Well, so we have two sushi um, sushi chefs on the line, typically. Sometimes on slower nights, there's one. But mm-hmm. typically we have two. Um, those guys handle sushi for not just the sushi bar, but the entire restaurant. Wow. Sushi and oysters. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have the fastest guys in town. Mm-hmm. Our, our food is fast and from scratch, and we make everything. Okay, this may be a stupid question, but I know people ask this too. Is sushi made to order? Yes. Okay, it is. At Pacific Table, it is. It is. Okay, there you go. Yes. Right, 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 right. We do not pre-make anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we make the rice. We pre-make the rice, but we do not pre-roll any sushi. Um, everything is made to order when you order it. Okay, so when you order oysters, right? Yes. Some, see, my mom did a very horrible disservice to me. When I was seven years old, she made me eat raw oysters. 
Didn't work out. Not real well. Mm-hmm. Guess who hadn't had they an oyster They were probably since? Gulf oysters. Ugh. Oh, of course. They're down there in Kima, girl. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It was no, nasty. Ma'am. And they were about, they were the size of my of palm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. No, those just ended up on the sidewalk mm-hmm. with a lot of regurgitation. So <laughs> I'll let y'all like to hear that. But, but okay, so do you have different oysters? Because I have a friend from, um, from the Massachusetts area, and she likes different. Yes. So we s- typically serve two different types of oysters. We, we'll serve an East Coast oyster. Oyster and a West Coast oyster, um, depending on what's in season and what is available for us, you know, they vary. So, but they are always flown in fresh as with all of our fish, um, with the exception of our salmon, which is sustainably farmed. Oh, good. Yeah, well, that's good. Okay. Is it the old adage true or is just a, this of a Gulf, Gulf Shore? If the month does not, no, okay. Girl. All right. Well, you know mm-hmm. where I was going. Yeah, that's for Gulf oysters. Nobody's okay. supposed to okay, be eating so, those. Okay, so but you know what? That's like, that's that that's... is a good good to know. So, if the month has the, the letter R in it, <laughs> I feel like we're on Sesame Street. Yeah. But if the month if the month has R in it, you're good to go on Gulf oysters, right? Because of the heat of the water, ish. Girl, I don't know. She's not going to She's not I don't gonna eat Gulf oysters. Uh, okay, which brings me if, in this. If it's a month, July, you're not eating If oysters. there's a month, yeah. then don't eat Gulf oysters. Because Gulf oysters are, <laughs> they're just, okay. All right. We're not going to go there. Sorry, Gulf oysters. Sorry. All right. So, so how do you eat your oysters? I like oysters raw. But I like sauce? Uh, mignonette only. Okay. I don't. I, and if you... I, in my opinion, if you have a good oyster, you don't, don't need, need anything. Cocktail, cocktail sauce, sauce, horseradish, lemon, lemon juice. Tabasco. You don't need all that yeah. if the oyster is good. Because when you put an oyster to your nose, it should smell like either the, the sea, sea. Hey. or the sea. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That's so, it. so okay. So there's that. And because my friends, I mean, that eat oysters, I've gone to Seattle to the food conventions and everything. Yeah. No, I just observe. I just observe. But, but that's just a little, I got a little PTSD in me. So, all right. So the oysters that you guys have flown in, it's all good. The fresh seafood and the salads. Oh my gosh. They're so fabulous. All the dressings are from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't buy prepackaged salad mix. We chop. We rinse and chop our kale. We rinse and chop our our um, cabbage, our spinach, okay. our arugula. Right. Um, so we don't buy anything pre-mixed in a package. Right. Everything that we um, serve is prepared in our kitchen. Exactly. Which is the reason we can accommodate so many allergies, so many dietary restrictions, um, which is a huge problem these days, right? Or it's not a problem, but it's just an it's a it's an issue. Yeah, it, well, I mean, it's it's a privilege for us to be able to say that I know exactly what's in that dish. That is amazing. I mean, you have celiacs. You have, I mean, yeah, and and for people who are not able um, to do what you and I can do, mm-hmm. process digest food, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be punished. They should not have to, no. you know, restrict themselves from going to, to great restaurants. So um, it's just something else that is easy for us to do right. because of the quality of food right. that it we, should be we serve. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is because so. it's the way of the world. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it's how we grew up and we grew up on different foods that didn't help us a lot. You know, right. I mean, we did. I, I still am. Are you amazed? Remember going into, I remember going to the Jiffy Mart and the hostess cupcakes just sat there forever. Forever. And we ate them, you know? I mean, that's Every just, day. And that, but they were still good. <laughs> they were good. They were good. But I mean, girl, those Twinkies, Twinkies yeah. would last. You could put a Twinkie in your drawer and come back a year and a half later. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was still creamy and delicious. Well, you know what? My undergraduate degree was food science and nutrition. Food science. Oh, my gosh. So during the 80s, the food science, I mean, there was just, you know, there's so much information. Now it's just so, you know, you, we don't do that anymore. Right. We don't do red dye Right. We don't do all those things. So different times and what those allergies do to our children and contributing ADHD and, you know, just all of those things. It's crazy. It's so. kind of sad. I know. I know. But, yeah, I know. I mean, I <laughs> but, it, but it, I mean, it all, it all. It all kind of came from moms having to work. You're and right. Not be able to be home and prepare meals and mm-hmm. and just the convenience of it all. But now we'll be figured out how to be safe, fresh, mm-hmm. and convenient. Right. So do you remember 
you're you're younger than I am, but do you remember because it was a thing? The TV dinner. Girl, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the TV dinner, it was a huge thing. Now, my family couldn't afford it, but but it was, you had it, you cooked it. Yeah, you take it out the box. It had yeah. the plastic seal. Yeah. You punch yeah. some little holes mm-hmm. in it. You put the whole thing yep. in the microwave. Yeah. It had gravy and everything. Yeah. Salisbury yeah. steak. Yeah. And a dessert, <laughs> which we didn't always get Salisbury steak. But you know what's so funny about this? It's, that was a luxury for, like, like yeah. but that was the working era where moms went to work. And that was, that's mm-hmm. what happened. The TV dinners and the cake mix would just add water. And then that was not enough because people didn't feel like they were doing enough. So they had to add an egg. Right. Yeah. So then they felt better about themselves. And that is a true McDonald's. That's McDonald's. The same thing. Like happy meals took off. Yes, exactly. I mean, the evolution of food, you know, it's crazy. It's kind of scary. Which the evolution of us is foodie. So um, Therese and I talk about this a lot. lot. I am a food snob. I I am 100% a food snob, and I hate to say that, but I mean. I don't know why you should be. Well, you know, I feel. As hard as you work on your body every day. That's true. Why would you not be selective about the things that you put in it? You know what? And I am selective about the things, but it's like like you and I. I, uh, Okay. For example, for those that you can see and that can't see, cheers. So we like a good glass of bubbles. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Sharice last night and I said, you know, I don't want to bring bubbles. She goes, bubbles. She goes, girl, I got you. So tell me what we're drinking here. And we're going to get we around to this. We're drinking a Biocart mm. Rosé. Yes. Fabulous. I think the um, Champagne House was founded in 1818. What? Mm-hmm. From Champagne, France. Yes. Of course. Yes. I mean, this is, so, what is delicious. this per bottle? What, I'm sorry. How much per bottle? Um, at Pacific Table, it's about $180 okay. a bottle. I mean, so this is the good, good. So good, good. We yeah. have a great price on it, actually. I mean, you. I mean, your wine selection is absolutely amazing. And, and I've said this time after time again, and you have your hand in selecting these, which the old you... Did you ever think you would be selecting a no. $180 bottle of wine? Oh. No. So the old me um, only learned about wine to make money. The old me decided, oh, wait a minute. I can sell these people a $100 bottle of wine in addition to $25 a person on these entrees. Right. And I just doubled my That's my it. whole tab, right? Yes. So I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to sell wine. Mm-hmm. With learning how to sell wine... I started to learn about wine. With starting to learn about wine, I started to drink wine, mm-hmm. and I liked it. So, <laughs> so I, I stuck with wine. it. I love it. So I, I love stuck wine. with it. It is, I mean, and it's it's always evolving. It's a living, breathing thing. Complex. You can never, ever learn everything there is to know about wine. Um, I recently got my level one sommelier pin. And I'm um, working on getting my certified, which is level two sommelier, which is actually the first official level sommelier. Um, but I do write the wine list at Pacific Table, um, have always written the wine list at Pacific That's Table. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so um, I absolutely love it. I Drink a lot of wine, and I think that's where my educa- most mm-hmm. of my education came sure. from. Right. Uh, just kind of figuring it out, and then I started to read. Mm-hmm. Once I figured out that this is actually something that I wanted to know about, I just I became passionate. You about talk it. about a passion, yeah, yeah. So when I went to culinary school, I did the 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 sommelier. I I started that and and did that. Went out to California and studied that. Then I had to go to work. And my work was teaching cooking across the United States, and it didn't. It did not. Once you stop learning about wine, I mean, I could drink it all day, but I wasn't drinking this every day. But right. traveling across <laughs> the United States, and I, I just lost it. I lost those hours. And Greg has often encouraged me to um, to go back and do that again, but. I'm doing this now. So yeah. anyway, it's all now. I'll let you do this. But I do love it. And I, but, you know, and I do think that, you know, it, the fragrance, the aroma, the, it's not just, you just see a glass of wine. I mean, it's how you, you smell, because you smell, you, I mean. But the, the biggest thing about wine, I think the biggest misconception about wine is the main thing. Do you like it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Then that's yes. all you need to know. Yes. 
whether you like it or not, it yeah. doesn't matter. Does it go with what you ordered? Oh, it, it none of that none of that truly matters. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are looking for an experience um, in which you want your wine paired with your food, I can help you with that absolutely. Sure. But if you just want to have a great glass of wine, mm-hmm. yeah, I can help you with that yeah. too. And you know what? I you know I work for the beef industry mm-hmm. and I have for years, and people pigeonhole because they're saying you need a cab and a slab. Right. Well, that's not always what it is because you know what? Is it an experience? Is it a flavor profile that works with having red wine and the tannins that are involved? The umami experience, not necessarily, because I can drink this and have a fabulous steak. Right. I mean, I mean so it's drink what you like. You Do you agree? Dr- I absolutely agree. You drink what you like because that is your experience. Yeah. So when you go home, home, home with Jay at night, what is your go-to? I have my go-to. It's not a puppy, but and I have my go-to, Greg and I have our go-to bubbles and wine. So what is yours? Is, does it change? What does it change all the time? Um, no, you've got to have one. It changes, but typically it's um, it's a burgundy. Okay. It's so a red a, burgundy. Yeah, red so, burgundy. Yeah, which is Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's supple enough, but light enough. It's not going to be heavy on right. me. Um, alcohol content is kind of mid-range. Right. It's not going to make me... Sweat in the middle of the night. Uh, then right. there's that, people. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Wine sweats. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but something I can have two glasses of to just be relaxed mm-hmm. and not, you know, mm-hmm. not have, yeah. not feel weighted, I guess. And you know what? And so go home at the end of the day and have a cocktail or have a glass of wine. And for me, I love it. It's, it's, it's. I'm not even going to go there, but I love Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio. I just love it. I mean, it it agrees with me. And you know what it is? Greg and I can sit outside or sit down in front of the fire and have a glass of wine, and it's all about the experience. That's it. It's experience. It is the ritual. Now, are we going to sit there and drink a bottle? No, but it's it is truly it's it's part of us being a couple too. You know, yeah, and if it's and if it's what you do, mm-hmm. and it's something that you enjoy together, that that's what matters. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, so many people put so much into wine, so much pressure on themselves mm-hmm. about wine. Yeah, wine is like food. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like it, order it. Mm-hmm. If you don't, don't. Right. Um, and granted, there are things that can enhance the flavor flavor profiles mm-hmm. of both wine and food when paired together. However, is that necessary for every single meal? Mm-mm. Is that something that you need to do to be satisfied or to have an experience? Mm-mm. Not at all. I'm going to so. tell everyone that goes to Pacific Table that a uh, puppy tastes great with everything Pacific <laughs> Table. I haven't tried sushi yet, but it's pretty uh, darn good. Puppy with everything. tastes great with everything. <laughs> I'm going to have to put that on the menu now. Thanks. You have to. People are going to come in. They're going to be, I'll have a puppy. I know. I have had more people ask me on, you know, on social media. What's a puppy? (laughs) Okay. So we have, we have determined that we are food snobs. We are wine snobs too, but, and we like what we like, but we also go down to where we like to stay because you get just, you're entertained by these wineries and these, Mm -hmm. these, I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for you to take with, take me Mm -hmm. with you. It's nice, right? And you learn and I mean. I think that's going to be a girl trip. Yeah. I mean, that is a sexy experience. I know you're working. It'll be us and our girls. Yeah. No boys. Not allowed. No Mm-mm. boys. Too much trouble. But you know, that is that is another appreciation that you you are you're in this industry and food and food and food and beverage industry is a thriving, thriving industry. And you can't, you know, I'm sorry I had to go to Yeah, I know. What's Napa the most exciting so place terrible. you've been? You've gone to Napa many, many times. <laughs> many, right? many times. Yeah. I have I mean, I have a few favorite wineries, but um I mean, yeah. wine yeah. is Wine. wine is wine. Wine's great. I know. So, That's Tiffy, it. tell me about you. Like, oh. We haven't talked about you at all. Oh, my gosh. Your culinary experience. You went to culinary school. Yes, I did go. So, I went to TCU, and I had food science and nutrition, and that was the trend back in the 80s. So, mm-hmm. the 80s, I got out. I, I graduated in 87, and um, that was the trend, food science and nutrition. So, I went with it. And then um, taught. I was 21, taught high school home economics at Waxahachie High School. I was a dance teacher. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a dance teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're all getting all this information. So, um, you know, what happened was one day I was teaching seniors and the recruiter from Johnson and Wales University came on campus and was trying to recruit my seniors. And they all left when the bell rang. And I said, Calgon, take me away if you don't know that that old commercial. But I went, I scored out because I was nutrition. So I scored out of a lot and uh, went out to the East Coast. Had to do it in the summers. So imagine what you forget. You know, so I did it in the summers. And um, Sharice, I was in... I was in a section of 20 people. So there was 18 men, one lesbian, and Tiffy. Okay? So she was a tough one. And I know exactly where she's working right now in Atlanta. And uh, she was a tough one. I wasn't so tough. You know me. I'm a little... I, I get a little nervous. You a get little, a little nervous. Yeah, a little nervous girl. <laughs> so, um, so I'm a little passive. But, um, you know, back in... Okay, so that was 90, probably. Mm-hmm. 90, 92. So I went out there and I was determined to get out of teaching because I, I was the same age as these kids at the time. And um, I taught high school home economics and I was just like, this is not my passion. And I had a, a coach tell me one time, Tiffany, if you ever, I want everyone to listen to this. This is true. And you, I know you believe this. If you ever get up and do not want to go or dread going to work, stop doing that job stop doing that job. And it took me a little bit, but I did. I went to culinary school and um, it was tough because it was a male dominant. And you can tell us if it was a very male dominant. And I have the most fabulous friends that are male chefs and they'll be on the show, but it was male dominancy and I'm passive. And I had never worked side by side with this group in a restaurant setting. I didn't. I I had never even waited a table. So I got a lot of um, butt squeezes. And one day I took my chef knife and put it up against a boy's penis and said, if you ever do that again, I will cut it off and julienne and it'll be in the lunch salad. So, I mean, that was, but you know what? It wasn't harassment. It was just. <sighs> it was just the way yeah, it was. It which was. Is, which is, you know, a double-edged sword because now. You know, fortunately, women are standing up for themselves. Um, They have to. You know, thank goodness we're finally standing up for ourselves. But being in a male-dominant industry is one of those things that's kind of, you know, there's a fine line. It's like, when does the joke stop? And, you know, in today's society, it's a little different than it it was. Has it? It's a little more. It's not happening, is it? I mean, I... Well, I know. I, so it there it's it's a fine. It doesn't happen in the workplace as much as it does. Guess to to service, right? You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that people who are working together are way more conscious about mm-hmm. you know the way that they interact. Mm-hmm. But guests don't have that boundary. I see what you're saying. When it comes to the staff. Okay, gotcha. Because the staff is there mm-hmm. to take care of to them. To take care of them. And so... Not too much. Yeah. Okay. Correct. That's where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that I think that um, is changing in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course Fortunately. Yeah. And so, you know, things that our daughters hopefully will never have never, to go through. Never. You know, and um, you, I, and we've had this conversation. I've had... In my career, I've... I've been on um, television shows quite a bit, and I know where that came from. I know, I know, I mean, I know, but I mean, you just, I think, okay, so I just went to the CMAs, Bill and Vicky, uh-huh. and we all went. Yeah. Okay. You so, look gorgeous, oh, by you, the girl. way, girl. Thank you so much. <laughs> all sparkles. So Dolly Parton was singing, and she goes, girls, I don't know about y'all, but I've never slept with anyone I didn't want to sleep with. And I say, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, she didn't. And it, look at her. It makes sense for some people. Exactly. So there, for some people, absolutely. So, yeah, there was that. But so you're saying in the industry, I mean, I certainly know, I mean, where I'm going now, I'm not seeing it. I mean, not anymore. Right. But you seeing maybe from. Well, and not, not necessarily me. Yeah. I'm no, not, I'm I can't not, you imagine. Know, girl, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> And my husband is big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, and not not me, per, per, not me personally, but, you know, you see the little 
you know, you hear the, the slighted comments and you, you see some of the, you know, the small looks and the comments and, you mm-hmm. know, and you're just kind of making sure I'm always making sure it doesn't go mm-hmm. too far. Right. Um, or I'm always making sure that my female um, servers are always comfortable and not that this happens at Pacific table. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that this happens right. at Pacific table, but um, I mean, there's always that fine line. I've dealt with it in the past with guests because as a server, you just don't, there's, you don't feel like you have mm-hmm. the right to upset a guest. No, no, not at all. You know, by being offended by their comments. Right, right. That's true. You know, so, mm-hmm. so but like I said, it's a different world. So thank goodness for that. Yeah. We are, we are women. I am a woman in a male dominated industry. And um, fortunately for Fort Worth, I have some of the best friends in Fort Worth in the industry um, and they're almost all male, you know, a lot of women in the industry in Fort Worth, we are so close and connected, um, as a town, mm-hmm. as a city, which mm-hmm. is weird, especially working in Dallas as long as I did. But, um, it's one thing that I'm really proud of mm-hmm. in Fort Worth. We have a very close knit community mm-hmm. when it comes to restaurant people and we all help each other out. That's so great. Um, we all take care of each other. So I think that's another thing that keeps, you know, those things from happening mm-hmm. um, is the way that our community is structured here, right, right. which is, I'm, I'm just truly grateful to be I mean, a part of amazing. it. That is amazing because, you know, all industries are not created equal and that, you know, that, that you have, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that you have, I mean, you know, it, it's just not that way. Right. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm some, for some, for many years and, and, I don't know if you've ever asked me this, but um, people are like, why don't you have a restaurant? And my husband, when we got married, he's like, you want a restaurant? Let's, let's. I didn't. I didn't because I've seen, and and you can, I'm making a blanket statement here. I've had more of my friends that are chefs or married um, that are drug, alcohol, sex. I mean, there's, there's, because the hours are horrendous and, um, and I, and I found it was in a male, it, it, being in the beef industry is a very male dominant yeah, uh, chef absolutely. world. And again, I have the greatest friends, but you know, it was just tough. I mean, they just didn't think I could go out there and handle a big barbecue pit. And that's not really what I wanted to do, you know? So being on this media side was more of that, but you know, seeing you move forward, you and I've had this conversation about the wine industry, master sommeliers across the United States. We were looking that up last yeah, night. We were, what's going like, on with are, that? Yeah. It's like a, like 144 total. I don't. I don't have my computer in right, front right, of me. Right, so ish, I, ish, yeah, ish. And then like 26, 28 are women. Yeah. Why is that? Do you have any clue? You know, I don't know because generally speaking, women have better palates than mm-hmm. men. Okay. Our sense of and just based on yes, simple science. Yes, our, sim- our sense of smell is mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Um, which in turn our sense of taste right. is better. So right. I don't, I just think that for so long it was a good old boys club and women weren't allowed in. And now that we are like, just yeah, hold on. Yeah. It's, it's an, the, the number, and you've been to many wine conferences and wine yeah. events and, yeah. and it is, um, the viticulture, the, yeah. the, I mean, it is, it's amazing, but it is awesome how, how the industry is changing mm-hmm. though. Yeah. I mean, I have met Plenty of female winemakers. I've, I mean, there are just so many women that are, are really taken off in the industry, and um, so much so to the point where I think that people should kind of lose the designation because I think that you know, for a while, it was a selling point. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, this is all female winemaking staff. This is female winemaker. At this point, I'm like, it's good. Mm-hmm. This is the best wine on the table. It doesn't matter who made it. It doesn't matter what that person looked like or what gender they are. This wine can stand up to any wine on the table. So I just think that we are at the point where we can lose the designation because, yeah, like, why? Yeah. You know what? I've done a wine festival uh, for many, many years, many years. It's the 11th year. And, um, and, and the same 
if you're talking about talking about you know male female, but if back in the '60s and early '70s, going to California, there was there was not a California wine on the menu. It was all from France or Italy, right. or, and they were introducing the California wines. So now we fast forward all these years, and now we're having Texas wines, and you know people. There are great Texas wines. I mean, it's like, what What do you like to drink and what do you have? And, and that's what it is. It's all about what you like. Exactly. And once you find a wine that you like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I say drink it, yeah. buy it, drink it, enjoy it, yeah. and have a great time. Life. All right. So tell me this. So um, before I let you go, because... We have so many things to talk about when I'm not going to get here. Get Girl, going we here. could be here for hours. Yeah, we could be here for hours. And there's some <laughs> things that she she wants me to talk about, but I won't talk about it. So. <laughs> but tell me this. You're going to Pacific Table tonight. You're going to go back to work. Yes. What would you sit down and eat tonight? What would you have if you sat down? Because she she will. She'll sit down with you guys and have Yeah, I will. She's so great. Don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have tonight? Uh, let's see. What's today? So um, with Greg... One of my favorites is the pan-fried sole. Is it really? It is. Mm-mm. It is so good. Okay, the pan-fried sole. Yes, yeah, the sole. It's white fish. Um, it's lightly breaded in brioche breadcrumbs that are house-made, and then we pan-fry it. Delicious. Um, my second favorite thing is the burger. It is fabulous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love the California burger. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I add tomatoes on mine. Mm-hmm. I'm really feeling feisty. I put some bacon on it. Uh-oh. I didn't know that was an option. Oh. No, for me, it for is. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? No, me, it is. No, it is. <laughs> um, let me tell you something I love that you guys turned me on to is the um, Campari tomatoes with blue cheese. Blue cheese and, and croutons. They are so <gasps> so People, good. let me tell you. Okay, I don't know what the vinaigrette is on it. So they... they and of course, tomato season. My husband gets so frustrated. He's like, they can't. It's not tomato season. You will be upset if they bring you out a tomato right now. Right. And um, But little bacon bits on it, right? Not not, no, from, no, Hormel, no. not from Hormel, right? No. Not it's bacon. Not. No. It's what croutons. It? Croutons, oh basil, oh. and and People. salt, pepper. My, my girl Dawn Dodson loves it too. Man. I mean, it, it is, is fabulous. So just yeah. sop it up with that grilled bread. But I'm telling you, everyone, if you haven't been, which you all have, I'm sure, you got to go to Pacific Table and... This beautiful woman and one of my besties of all time. Um, I'm so you're so it's such a blessing to have in my life, girl. You know, we met and we hit it off. off it was yeah. it was just meant yeah. to be. Yeah, so yeah. excited. Yeah, and she's feisty, and I'm um, I'm passive, so it's I just was so good on this show today. <laughs> Everybody should be so proud of me. Oh, brother, I have to give her the right. Okay, don't do this, don't make. Because when I get nervous, what do I do? She starts scratching her palm. I start like, scratching Whoa. my palm. I'm like, the dermatologist says there's no issues. It's just weird. Looking. <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for coming. And I love you. I love oh, your precious love family you. and everyone so up much. there. Thank you. And come back to see us. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, girl. Anytime. If, if you bring this stuff. I mean, anytime you need me, I'll be uh, here. Thank you. So everyone, thank you so much for coming on today when I mean, listening to us. And hopefully we will talk to you again soon. So thank you for listening into my so-called fabulous. See you at Pacific Table. Guys. That's right. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.